Um, this would fall under the category of no shit, Sherlock. Um, <laughs> Welcome to Unscripted with Kirby Hossaman and Bill Petrie. In this weekly podcast, Kirby and Bill talk about the world of marketing, branding, and promotional products. Unscripted is available only at promocorner.com, the leader in digital marketing for the promotional products industry. Now, here's Kirby and Bill. Welcome to episode number 151 of Unscripted. I am your co-host, Bill Petrie. With me, as always, the private of Promotional Products Work Week, the one and only Dr. Kirby Hossman. Kirby, how the hell are you? I am doing well, my friend. I, one of the things that I say all the time is I don't like to say I'm busy because I think it's an <clears throat> overused word, but I think sometimes busy can be good. So I am. I'm, it's, it's going well. How about you? Uh, here in Washington, D.C., as I think you know, for yep. Promotional Products Work Week, uh, for LEAD, the Legislative Education and Action Day. So nice. over the next uh, couple days, I'll be meeting with uh, congressmen and senators from the state of Tennessee with the lovely and talented Steve Roan. Nice. And, uh, yeah, we'll be extolling the virtues of uh, promotional products. But you know what else I'd like to extol the virtues of, Kirby? What's that, Bill? Kirby, so glad you asked. That'd be the good people of Bam Bams. I think you have checked out Bam Bams Custom Headwear Program, but if you haven't, boy, you're really missing out. Yeah. Fully custom caps. You can design them, or you can have their team design them, and they deliver to your customer in 30 days or less from sample approval. So stock or custom, really Bam Bams needs to be your first and only thought for custom headwear, and I know you're a huge fan. I am a huge fan. It is one of my favorite caps. I was actually thinking about it just the other day that I it's about time for me to do a self-promo with those, and I think that Bam Bams will take good care of me. Uh, I have no doubt. I'm actually in the land of Bam Bams. I'm very close to where they're located in Virginia. Awesome. So, again, if you want to learn more about Bam Bams Custom Headwear Program, go ahead and check them out at bambams.com. You're not going to be sorry that you did. As always, I'd like to remind everybody that the podcast is now available on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, and now Spotify. Go ahead and search Promo Corner and just hit that handy subscribe button. You can listen to us in the manner of your choosing. Whoop, whoop. All right. Kirby, you want to start us off with the topic today? Um, sure. Uh, I've got a bunch, so um, we'll just see what we can get to. So okay. I, let's, I, we'll do this one as a, as a quick one just because you sort of just addressed it. Yeah. And, you know, obviously Promotional Products Work Week is going on, and there is a group of, what is it, 65, 70 of industry professionals there in Washington? Uh, yeah, so there's about 80 of us here. Um, okay. I think that's the number. It always somewhere it's somewhere between sixty five and eighty. So let's okay. just call it seventy three and a half. <laughs> I love it. <coughs> Excuse me, um, but yeah. So we're here to meet with our local representatives um, yep. to really discuss promotional products and you know, especially with the things going on right now, it's a very interesting time to be in Washington. That's for right. sure. <clears throat> but we, um, you know, really the the main messages are the value of promotional products. Right. That it's a twenty-five-ish billion dollar a year industry, mm-hmm. and that it's ninety-seven percent small businesses. And so the legislation, legislation that is uh, taken under, uh, you know, action by our uh, our government does impact those small businesses. So it's things like, you know, how does an independent contractor? How is that classified by the IRS? How? Um, uh, advertising expenditures are deducted over is it over a course of one year. There's always legislation on the table that they want to do 50% in the first year and then the remaining 50% amortized over the five next five years. So things like that, we just really want to educate them that there is value in promotional products and that really uh, is 97% small businesses. And so anything that happens in Washington does impact that group. Oh, man. And, and I just... 
you and I have talked about this on this podcast before, so I don't want to belabor it. I did just want to say thank you to you and certainly all the people who are there. You mentioned Steve Rohn. I know Brittany is there and, and obviously a bunch of other of our industry kind of representatives and professionals. So I think this is one of those moments where as a person who hasn't done that, I just admire the amount of time and effort it takes. So kudos. Well, I appreciate that. But really, it's it's you got to thank the people at PPAI, um, uh, and Ann Stone and her team do such a wonderful job of really getting this put together, helping set the appointments, making sure that we're everywhere we need to be, that we're educated, we know what we're talking about. Um, you know, you 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 think. You walk in the first time and you feel like, wow, this is intimidating. I'm, I'm in the halls of how our democracy works. Right. And and there is a bit of that. But I tell you what, the, like I said, PPAI does such a wonderful job in making sure we're all armed with everything that we need and everything we need to understand to really address uh, the situation. So it's, it's really it's really a great, great thing. Really excited about it. Cool. Well, well, great job, like I said. And I just wanted it to be a quick topic so we can yep. we can jump off, bro. All right. Why don't you start with another one? Shit, you had a bunch. I'm, let's let's do. do something different. Why don't you go with another one, Kirby? All right. I, I love it. So I read a, um, a study this morning, actually, that said the headline was social media FOMO is mm-hmm. costing you money. Oh. So a survey by Charles Schwab said that more than a third of Americans say their spending habits have been influenced by friends on social media and it's causing them to spend more money. Um, it's, a, it's, you know, certainly for everybody, but those under 40, uh, 57% of respondents say they pay more attention to how friends spend versus how they save. So uh-huh. Charles Schwab is essentially saying that it, it's affecting their conversations with clients. And so I guess I wanted to bring this up and just say, you know, is this a surprise to you? Do you think this, you know, is this something that is, um, I sort of have a take on it, but I wanted to see what your just initial thoughts of the headline and kind of the, the overall story was. Um, this would fall under the category of no shit, Sherlock. Um, <laughs> because I'll tell you why. It, there's a, the phrase keeping up with the Joneses yes. is not new, right? I mean, it's, it's just a total different way of looking at it. Um, yeah. You know, we've always... Uh, in this country, especially, you know, a country where so many of us live a, a lifestyle that people in, in other parts of the world just don't have the opportunity to do so. But yet we always want more. Our culture, our, our, our brain tells us we want more. And so we see the neighbor across the street who buys a brand new car and we're driving a five-year-old car. Suddenly we want a new car. Yep. And so, I, you know, social media is just a a different window into that and now you have more people so whereas I might not have known you bought a new car because I don't live across the street from you you might put it on social media and I might say ah huh, huh. And, and like you always say and I, I've stolen this from you on social media you're watching everybody else's highlight reel yep and you know it's very you know I still want to, you know, I want an authentic Facebook. Oh, my kids are driving me nuts today. Or, gosh, my, my spouse and I aren't getting along or, or all that. You know, everybody's life seems pretty awesome, by the way. <laughs> yeah, right. So I, what's your take on that? So it's funny. This is one of those moments where your initial reaction and my initial reaction mirror each other. Because I was just like, from my perspective, this is just another example of us vilifying social media. Yep. There are plenty of things wrong with social media. This ain't one of them. Like this is exactly what you just said. Keeping up with the Joneses is exactly what popped into my head. And I think it's human nature. The reality of it is it goes back to my conversation about everybody being a media company and everybody being able to see more of that. Now, I I think it's true. 
right? Like right. I, I don't I don't mean that I'm saying that it's not true. I know that when my friends are uh, posting pictures from vacation, it makes me want to go on vacation. Of course. Um, but I don't think that's like because social media is bad. I think right. it's just that that's human nature, and now we're able to see it. This is, I think, so many times in our culture right now, we are looking at social media and saying, "Oh my God," and we're waving our finger and saying how bad it is. And I'm like, you know what? It's just the is. Like it's just right. it's life. We we are spending a lot of time lamenting about what we want the world to be rather than what it is. And mm-hmm. I think it's it's a pointless exercise. It, so it very much is. No, I yeah. couldn't agree with you more. It's just. It is what it is. Cool. All right. All right. Well, I have a topic, Kirby. Sweet. Um, do we want to talk tariffs or not? What do you think? Sure. Sure. Bring it. Uh, let's talk some tariffs. So yeah. I think we know last week, you know, funny last week we were talking about the uh, impact of Donald Trump on our industry. Yep. And then Thursday or Friday morning at 12.01, another 200 uh, million, uh, million Chinese imports uh were uh, tariffs were levied so they went up from 10 percent to 25 percent and this is a lot of stuff that impacts our industry we've been for the most part insulated from the the tariffs but now it's a lot of things like backpacks and travel bags and cotton and polyester fabric and hats and gloves also of note it's both bovine semen is now being hit with a tariff but i don't think that's really an industry topic we want to go there it's not i don't want to talk about bovine (laughs) semen um but I know you have, as we've kind of gone through this tariff journey over the last eight or ten months, as you know, there's been a lot of saber rattling on both sides. China's now imposed their own tariffs on on the United States, on a lot of goods, mostly um, mostly agriculture. Um, mm-hmm. So that's going to hit the the farmers a lot. Have you? Really now, I know we've kind of addressed this before, but are you really addressing this now? Because if if you have, if there's if there's not inventory right now that left China before midnight on Friday or Thursday going into Friday, that's now subject to a 25% tariff, and that's real. So if it if it left if it left, you're fine. But anything else is going to be hit with that tariff when it hits the uh, the United States. How are you addressing that? You know, I think one of the things, and and I've mentioned this before, you did a great job of sort of educating me or just kind of opening my eyes to the fact that I needed to be proactive. And I was looking back through blog posts and emails um, just literally this morning. And I about four to six weeks ago, I sent um, an, an email with the blog saying, talking about how tariffs could affect your marketing. Mm-hmm. And so we've been a little bit out in front of that. But what it's reminding me of is though I've communicated that, people just like is the case with most content and most communication, they're reading it at their leisure, not yours. Right. And so what it's reminding me of is, look, I've said what I think about this, but I need to reiterate it. I'm thinking, you know, that's this is a perfect opportunity for a Throwback Thursday kind of blog post and a reminder email to kind of our some of our biggest clients. Um, because it, as you said, it affects the things that have not left yet. I think it's also a time for us to be proactive about saying, look, there's other alternatives Absolutely. that are domestically produced. And I think that's sort of my take with my clients. Could, couldn't agree more. And like, you know, now is the time to talk to your clients because, and I don't know if you saw this, Jason Lukash um, yes. uh, from very Hub, yeah, from Hub Promotional Group, did a really cool, in, in a very Jason Lukash way, um, a two minute video, really kind of educating what what's happened and why and how, you know, they have. Uh, and a lot of companies have done this, but Hub Hub was talking about them, so we'll talk about Hub. 
but they've kind of prepared for this. So they have a good amount of inventory in stock um, here uh, uh, in the United States. So they're going to hold prices firm for right now. But if anything's custom imported, those prices are going to go up. And and anything, I would say, within if your clients are looking to buy something in the next, I'd say, after the next two weeks, it's a good chance that they're going to be hit with, you're going to be hit with higher prices and you need to share that with your clients. So like I said, if you haven't had, if you haven't talked to your clients yet about tariffs and educated them about the tariffs and how it's going to impact uh, their purchase of bovine semen, now is the time. (laughs) Yeah. I, I mean, you can never talk enough about bovine semen for sure. Well, this is where, you know, the smart people do get all their bovine semen information. <laughs> Perfect. All right. Got We've to... officially said that enough. I believe we have. All right, Kirby, you got another one? Yeah. So I, what I wanted to, to, this morning I was up early thinking about uh, this because we're recording it on a little bit of a different day than normal. Mm-hmm. And I, it occurred to me because I'm like, oh, I got to come up with topics for the podcast. And I wonder where you come up when you're coming up with topics for the podcast or blog or whatever, where do you go to find trending topics that kind of get your juices flowing? Good, good question. It's almost like, I, I, I almost thought you might've asked this six minutes ago. Um, <laughs> for my blog, that is more stream of consciousness. It's whatever is in my own brain. So I don't feel just the way I write. Um, my blog generally doesn't need to be topical. Yes, there are some times where, you know, for the example this week, it was about promotional products work week. That's yeah. topical. Um, but for the most part, it's really what's happening and bouncing around in my own brain at that time. Sure. Um, but for the podcast, it's something I kind of plot out and plan for during the course of the week. If I see a news item that's newsworthy, if I see, you know, hear something that I think would make good potter or fodder for the podcast, um, then I write it down. But generally I go to, um, you know, there's, there's great industry resources. So I, I start off with PPAI and ASI. Um, that's always where I start for hardcore, hard-hitting news. And both do such a great job. Um, yeah. I, I, I generally, uh, I think, get more out of the news I see over at ASI, mm-hmm. uh, quite frankly. And that's not a criticism. It's just, I, I just, it just, I like the layout better. It flows better. I think Michelle Bell and her team do a great job um, over there. And obviously, uh, Tina Filipski over at PPI and her team, they do a great job. Yeah. For the more fun, lighthearted industry topics, I think promo marketing does a fantastic job. There's always weird, quirky stuff that they uncover about branding and stuff. That That's a good place for me to go as well. Now, if I can't find anything, if it's just for whatever reason, a slow week, I um, will just do an internet search. I will look around. Um, I might do a search for promotional products on Google. I might do a search for branding on Google or marketing topics um, because there are things that impact, let's say, Nike or Coca-Cola that we can tie into our industry. Mm -hmm. Um, I tell you, the thing I spend most of the time honestly researching is fill in the blank and rapid fire. (laughs) Um, that, That is probably where I spend the majority of my time doing that. What about you? No, that's great. And it's funny. I think it's a little bit of an insight into our the way we come up with topics because I think you, uh, I think, tend to come up with more industry-related topics for the podcast in a good way. Mm-hmm. Like I'm, I'm always like, oh, yeah, that was a good one. <laughs> um, and it makes sense, right, if you are going to those sources to come up with your topics. So mm-hmm. um, that's cool. The other place, and it, this kind of just popped into my head, but 
when I want industry topics, I actually search hashtags on Twitter. Okay, um, that's th cool. That's another way. But the reality of it is this morning, the reason I thought of this topic is because I was looking for topics. And the first place I went to was LinkedIn. And LinkedIn has a, sort of a, a trending topics uh, section. And so does Twitter. And I go there as well. But Twitter could be anything. Right. right, it's, right. it's whatever the Yahoo masses are talking about. And that usually, not usually, but often is, you know, Game of Thrones or, um, you know, the latest NBA game, which is all fine, but not great for this. Whereas LinkedIn, right. the topics that are trending there, I find fascinate me from a business perspective. And so those are often where I'm like, I, I find myself clicking through those, copying and pasting and going, hey, this is something I think would make sense for the podcast. So right. for me, and there's there's other places I go, Facebook and LinkedIn sure. and, and, and Inc.com and stuff like that. But LinkedIn has really changed for me. And I, yeah. whenever I notice that about myself, I wonder if others are doing it too. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. And I, I know you, that's a, that's a Kirby phrase. You know, it's yeah. interesting. <laughs> Neither one of us mentioned the promotional products professional page on Facebook, and I don't know how that didn't happen. <laughs> that's because fair. that thing has been such fodder for this podcast. Yes, um, that's fair. And I joke if that page didn't exist, we wouldn't have a podcast. <laughs> no, but that's a good one. That's a, yeah. that's a good one too. All right, real quick, um, and then we'll uh, launch into the promo personal week. Who it's your person this week? So I don't know if you're familiar with the University of South Florida. They had a logo redesign. Okay. So their old logo was kind of an outline of an angry bull, kind of a bull. A golden green. I, I don't know if you're familiar with the logo. I am not. <clears throat> so it's just an outline of an angry bull head, okay. you know, kind of charging at you. Their new logo looks a lot like a Merrill Lynch logo. Okay. Um, and it's got it's green, but instead of the gold, it's like a creepy highlighter green. Okay. Um, it cost a million dollars and wow. um, huge backlash, enormous backlash by students, by alumni, blah 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 blah. So it cost a million bucks, and after eight months. The school administration is now pulling the plug. They, oh, so, a couple questions, quick ones. How much do you entertain the opinions of your target audience when you're doing a rebrand? Okay. That's number one. Why don't you answer that? So, how much would you entertain the opinion? So, let's say Hossman Marketing is going to go under a rebranding. How much would you pay attention? How much would you engage your clients? Would you even engage them at all? You know, I think that probably the way I would do it is we would come up with some um, intern. And again, we do this for clients. So like we have somebody, Josh, in, in our on our team does a great job with logo design and creation and stuff like that. So my thought is we would iterate internally probably mm -hmm. two to three different um options mm -hmm. now sometimes when that happens i'm like oh that's the one and i'm usually right. pretty quick to <clears throat> to make that decision mm -hmm. um but if i'm not if i'm like oh man i really like all three I, that's when i would go to okay. go to my kind of customer base audience and get feedback um okay. but 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 like as the process goes on i like i generally have a pretty strong opinion and yeah. so for me and and at the end of the day i don't i think our organization is different than a college right yes. because it is our brand is tied to my brand and so correct <laughs> my opinion is right <laughs> no absolutely and i i would answer the question kind of the same way um, yeah. my thought would be i would engage nobody um, yeah. except for people internally on my team and, and I, I generally know what I want and, yep. and what I, but uh, I think a good question the second question on this real quick what point would you feel the backlash would be enough for you to pull the plug because I think it's very interesting that the school pulled the plug on it after yeah. spending a million bucks with signage and all sorts of things I, I think honestly I think when you make a decision like that you got to roll with it 
Yeah, I, I, that, yeah, and again, I, this is new to me, so yeah. I haven't I haven't seen what it looks like, and so if there's some sort of um, offensiveness to the logo, <laughs> if there's not, I'm with you. Like yeah. it's just like it's new. People fear change. Get yes. over it. And in 48 hours, this is going to go away. Mm-hmm. I think that's generally how this sort of thing rolls. Yep. Now, obviously, if there's a, a phallic symbol built into the logo, <laughs> that is a different conversation. Mm-hmm. But. If, if this is just, hey, everybody's pissed off that we spent a million bucks and they don't like the logo, well, opinions are like assholes. Mm-hmm. And so, like, at some point, as a leadership team, I think you have to kind of, hey, this is what we're going to do and move forward. Absolutely, absolutely. Good good conversation there. I totally agree with you. Um, I, I think it's stupid that they backed off. I think yeah. you, you know... You're showing weakness, in my opinion. But anyway, you know who doesn't show weakness, Kirby? That'd be your promo person of the week. And as we always say, it's dedicated to highlight the one person in the promotional products industry. Age, gender, affiliation does not matter. But that one person in the industry who's grabbing our attention. Oops. (coughs) Excuse me. Grabbing our attention and making us take notice. Kirby, this week, it is your choice. Who is your promo person of the week? The promo person of the week this week is someone who constantly inspires me. I think they use their platform to uh, not only elevate our industry, but to, quite frankly, do good in the world, in their community, and in you know outside of their community. Mm-hmm. Um, they also sort of inspire me to try and do the same thing. Like I find myself going, well, if they can do this, then I can do this. And that that person is, and I think it's fairly timely, uh, because Band Together is coming up. And so my promo person of the week is Danny Rosen. Danny mm. Rosen is a person who, like I said, they obviously run a great, um, Robert and Danny put together, have a wonderful team there at Brand Fuel, and they inspire me. But then the idea of the nonprofit that Band Together is, obviously Danny's had a hand in promo, a big hand in promo kitchen, promo cares. He uh, constantly inspires me to do better. And so when you ask me about people who are, people who elevate our industry one of the people who always comes to mind is Danny Rosen yeah that's a great one I'm surprised it took it this long Um, (laughs) you know but he's one of those ones that's always there he serves on the PPI board that guy you talk about someone who has an endless amount of energy um, and an an endless amount of care Um, just a truly tremendous human being great choice uh, great choice Kirby really great choice and of course I'd be remiss if I didn't mention that, Danny, your box of high fives is <laughs> being mailed to you as we speak. Absolutely. Good job. Thanks. All right, Kirby. Um, so we're at Fill in the Blank, and I'd love to tell you who our sponsor is for Fill in the Blank this week, Kirby. That'd be the good, good strongs over at Tervis. Nice. Love me a Tervis Tumblr. Who doesn't love a Tervis Tumblr? You know, they've been around since 1946. Uh, and it starts with their classic line. We all know what that looks like. You know, that sleek style makes for the perfect uh, drinkware for the active and on-the-go lifestyle. It's that original double-wall insulated drinkware. It keeps cold drinks cold, reduces that condensation, and it's backed by that made-for-life guarantee. And we talked about tariffs earlier. Hey, folks, this uh, drinkware, made in America. No worries for tariffs on Tervis, uh, that classic tumbler. So, yeah. like I said, it's that original, customizable, double-wall insulated drinkware. It's available in a whole bunch of sizes, including a sippy cup, wine glass, both stemmed and stemless. A 10-ounce wavy, 16-ounce mug, 16-ounce and 24-ounce tumblers, 24-ounce water bottle, 
really a great, great product. And so they have a great Q2 special that includes two of their most popular items. Um, they have a 10, a 12 ounce stainless tumbler, and then that 24 ounce classic uh, tumbler on special now through June 30th. Go ahead and visit them at turvispromos.com. Get all the information you need, and uh, avoid those tariffs by buying American. Love it. Great All right, stuff. Kirby. Do you have a theme this week for fill in the blank? I do. In honor of uh, lead this week, my theme is politics. Okie dokie. <laughs> a little ready? nervous. Yes, I yeah. am. No, it's it's it, it. I promise we shouldn't shouldn't be too bad. Um, so the politician that you would most love to meet for coffee or drinks is current or historical. Your choice. Um, the first person to pop in my mind was Teddy Roosevelt, so I went with historical. Mm, that's awesome. I, I find his story fascinating. Um, I, I, I do like history. I, I'm a bit of a history buff, and mm-hmm. I find his life to be just truly, truly um, inspiring and amazing. So for me, it would be Theodore Roosevelt, Kirby. That's a good one, man. I love it. All right, I have a, uh, I have a theme this week. It's government is my theme this week. So <laughs> Okay. Kirby, when it comes to federal government policies, what cons- what concerns you the most is blank. Federal government policies. I, you know, I think that I'm like a lot of small business owners and sort of the tax repercussions is a thing that, I, you know, is always on my mind. Um, so when it comes, you know, the, what's the famous quote from Ronald Reagan is you really get scared when somebody comes and says, I'm from the government and I'm yeah, here to help. That's right. Exactly. And, um, and so generally speaking, I think that uh, individual rights are super important. Mm-hmm. And so anything that infringes upon that, I, th- that tends to be the thing that gets my dander. Good answer. Okay. Um, okay. The best political TV show of all time is, was? The Daily Show with Jon Stewart. Nice. Um, love that show. Jon Stewart, his, his particular brand of smarminess and sarcasm, I just really enjoyed it. He was able to uh, you know, kind of skewer both sides of the aisle and yeah. uh, do it in a very funny way, in a very approachable way. So I, I definitely for me, uh, it would be that show. A close second would be This Week. Um, I think George Stephanopoulos hosts it now. Okay. Um, I act for a real. Pl- I actually do watch that uh, generally on Sundays. Um, nice. But uh, yeah, but I'd go with uh, I'd go with uh, John Stewart. Love it. <clears throat> Kirby, your representative is Bob Gibbs, who represents yes. Ohio's seventh congressional district. If you could tell Bob Gibbs one thing about the value of promotional products, it would be blank. That they affect human behavior. Um, you know, I think that's one of the things that we, so many times people attach uh, names to what we do that devalue what we do, and we can discuss that. But the reality of it is, at the end of the day, whether you're in marketing, whether you're in human resources, whether you're a nonprofit, when you utilize promotional products, it affects human behavior. It mm-hmm. gets you to go to a website. It gets you to um, work out. So in other words, it allows you to work safer. These are mm-hmm. things that affect human behavior. So that's what I would say. I, I'm very blessed in the sense that you know I'm from a small area, so I know Bob Gibbs. Um, good guy Mm -hmm. um and so these are uh conversations that we get to have awesome uh, and uh yeah so that would be what i would say very cool okay so you running for office (laughs) so the reason (laughs) you have never run for office is i have so many skeletons in my closet (laughs) as we all do um no i I, you know what it's not i i think this is going to get a little political i i think i'm human 
number one, which means I think because there's not uh, term limits, I think you fall into the trap very easily of, I think most people run for office because they do want to serve. Yep. I think it'd be very quickly you fall into the trap of I'm running for office because that's my job now is oh, being a congressman. And so that's honestly the main reason. I think whatever altruism anybody goes to Capitol Hill with, a lot of it unfortunately goes out the window because you, you, you end up having to serve special interests if you want to get reelected. If you'd like right. to, you know, that's why I'm, I'm a huge proponent of uh, term limits. I, I think it's critical. We have term limits for president for a reason. Right. And I don't understand, you know, I don't love seeing a 96-year-old you know, congressman uh, from, you know, the state of South Carolina or whatever. I, I'm sorry. I think that to, to me that's out of touch. And, and so I wouldn't run for office for the main reason. I just don't want that job. I don't, and I don't want to fall into that trap of being running for office just because I want to save my job. I don't like that. Yeah. No, that's fair. That's fair. I mean, our, our democracy is founded on, on farmers essentially being asked to serve. They were voluntold to go serve, and then they <laughs> right. could go back to their fields. We need to get back to that. I like it. Kirby, the most important business lesson you've learned in the promotional products industry is blank. See the people. See the people. Um, it's, it's funny. It's one of those things that I think um, I was told one of my very first mentors in the industry said that to me is that when in doubt, see the people. Um, mm -hmm. We can, in, in every business, and I think it's something that does translate across businesses, we can get very comfortable sitting behind our desk. Yes. And um, with all the new technology, and you know I'm a proponent of it as we talk on the podcast, <laughs> right? Like, yes. I'm a proponent of social media and content creation and and all of the things that you can do. And at the end of the day, when things get um, um, sort of stagnant, mm -hmm. I go and see the people and good things happen. Awesome. And so that's probably the best piece of advice. That's a great answer. Um, if you did run for political office, yes, the level at which you would start would be? Oh, I think local government. I think that's where real change happens. Um, so for me, it would be a city alderman, something like that. Okay, I like that. That's good. Short answer. No, all right, Kirby. One, Bob Gibbs has decided to retire, and you're running for his seat. It's very interesting. We have some real questions. <laughs> okay. You decide, you decide you're going to hire a campaign manager from the industry to get you elected. <laughs> you decide to hire blank. Again, the, the standard thing we do is that we just give the answer that pops into our head, right? Yes, correct. And, and the, the answer is Dana Zezzo. And okay. I know I've used him before, but I'm just like, mm -hmm. he's such a bulldog. He's so good on social media. He's such a uh, kind of a, a sales marketing promoter guy. I think yeah. the guy that would be, boom, Dana Zezzo. And, you know, he's my buddy. So Good, good answer. You don't have any more, do you? That's it. All right. Are you ready for a little rapid fire? Let's do it. Kirby, let me go over the rules. Very simple. I'm going to give you. I'm going to give you. I don't know why you do that. <laughs> I, because I'm hoping every week you can get this right. Now, last couple times you've done really well, so I'm, okay. I'm very confident here. So let me just go over the rules very, very quickly. I'm going to give you two choices. Two choices only. You simply pick one or the other. The first one that pops in your mind. There's no right or wrong answers, Kirby. You cannot get anything wrong. Are you ready? I am ready. The theme this week is Washington D.C. landmarks and monuments. Okay. And all right. Okay, we'll see. White House or Ford's Theater. Uh, White House. Arlington National Cemetery or the National Mall? National Mall. National Air and Space Museum or National Museum of American History? Uh, space Museum. The Jefferson Memorial or Lincoln Memorial? Lincoln Memorial. The U.S. Bureau of Engraving and Printing or the National Archives Museum? 
archives. The Franklin Delano Roosevelt Memorial or the Martin Luther King Jr. Memorial? Mm, Martin, Luther, uh, Martin Luther King Jr., sorry. Okay, no, no problem. Uh, World War II Memorial or Marine Corps War Memorial? Um, boy, no wrong answer there for sure. Uh, Marine Corps. Okay. National Postal Museum or International Spy Museum? Mm, spy Museum. Korean War Memorial or Vietnam Veterans Memorial? Vietnam. Washington Nationals or Washington Capitals? Um, Nationals. Washington Wizards or the Washington um, Native Americans? Redskins. <laughs> yeah, I'm going with the Redskins. Wrong answer. That's very offensive. Um, <laughs> again, I, I don't understand how you get this wrong every single week. The correct answer was Washington Wizards, Kirby. It is basketball season, not football season. But you know who never gets anything wrong, Kirby? Who's that? Oh, that'd be the good folks at Bam Bams. And if you haven't checked out their custom headwear line, you really need to. Fully custom caps. You can design them. You can have their team design them. And they're going to be delivered to your customer in 30 days or less from sample approval. So for stock or custom, let Bam Bams be your first and only thought for custom headwear. Kirby, always a pleasure to do this with you. Happy Promotional Products Work Week. Good luck with your open house today as part of the celebration. And we'll talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to Unscripted with Kirby Hossaman and Bill Petrie. Unscripted is available every Friday at promocorner.com, the leader in digital marketing for the promotional products industry.